All right, I'm just recording now. Wait, so what are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, fucking honest, anything, yeah. honestly. It's just the hard part yeah, starting. I'm saying, like, nah. I mean, shit. It's just know. starting that you're like, I don't know, but. Yeah, no, nah, I would probably just say, like, I mean, like, I kind of want to talk about. Is that the Snapchat you just sent me? That was my story. Oh, you were trying to do work or some shit? And there was a Trump rally? Dude, literal train. Like, I wish you saw my street. The street was backed up with straight Trump flags. Cars beeping, bro. Beeping. Like, so loud. Nine in the morning. They just did that. They just did that in New Jersey. They shut down. Did you see that on Twitter? They shut down um, the expressway, the parkway, and they were just uh, trucks with Trump flags on, and they shut down the parkway. Yeah, you know, Matt sent me a couple texts about that shit, bro. They literally blocked out the whole like left side of the wall. Like, even get an hour. It's just like I always. We talked about this before. Like I always just forget that like there are so many people like. I don't know. I'm always like, fuck. Oh, there's our start. What? Yeah, we transition into a conversation mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. There it's just go. getting started. But right, um, we got our start. It's just uh, what we were talking about today. Like, so I'm always like, I don't know. Just the news I've been seeing is like Biden's expected to win and everything, and then like a lot of people I talk to. I've like had the same views, I guess, but it's like, bro, you really forget how many people are in this country and how many people like in the middle too. Like, I don't even know where the states are, but like Florida, that's to be expected, bro. (laughs) I mean, it's a, it's a swing though, but it's just like, it's so radical depending on whichever side you're on. Yeah. You pick one side and it's like, you have to die by it. You're talking about like in general. Uh, you're like, talking about the election, like right now. Uh, yeah, but like that, you're not talking about just in Florida. You're talking about like no, you have, like you nah, have to more just Florida. I mean, that's what we're told to believe that, but you got to pick a side. It's like why, you know? Seriously, why? You're talking about Democrat, oh. Republican. Like you have to be one. But why? You know? Because once you pick a side, people just judge you off it. It's just another thing for you to judge you off. Pick a side, like. A race almost it's ridiculous i'm bro that is broken to its core the fact that there's only two like how complex and like unique every single person's and their needs are and then for them to be like one thing on each and, yeah, for, and for you to pick a side they both have a light and dark side and they're just going to continue to show the dark side if they're on one side because their side is their light side so you get shown all the negative stuff. It's never positive for that other side because you can't root for them. Oh, no. And it's like, it's so stupid. Like, bro, aren't we all in this together? Like, aren't we the same country? Like, what is this, like, us against them type of mentality? Who is them, you know? Whatever the opposite side is. Like, that's the thing. Right? Like, <clears throat> that's the thing. It's so created. Someone creates that. You create that movement. What do you like? Okay, so this is interesting. So, what's your take on 
like people not being friends with other people because of their, I guess like like political views, but like, and specifically now, like if someone's voting for Trump or someone's voting for Biden, like someone like not being friends with them, like what's your take or like not want to associate with them. Like we like I just said before, it's crazy how it turned into like a race almost. Like it's like it's its own thing now. It's like you're if you're born and your dad's a Democrat, he's gonna force you to be a Democrat all the way up. It's like why, you know? And that's the thing, friends. Like they tell you every day that, that the two things that you should never talk about with someone is religion and politics, right? Because mm-hmm. they. Common courtesy, not to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, common courtesy, right? So if that's the case, then why should that judge my friendship with you? You know? If it's something that you don't even like talking about, we both know that we don't like talking about it because it sparks a fire. And that's not just me and you. That's almost everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. They know that if you don't agree, it's going to spark a fire. Mm-hmm. So why should that judge your whole relationship if you know that it's a bad topic to start with? You know? It's like, it's like me talking about, yo, let's talk about how bad your day was. Like, can we talk about how good it was? Yeah, but I feel like it's, there's more to it than that. Like, like inevitably in a friendship, you're going to get like deeper into like what someone believes and like, yeah, like saying like, we could just talk about the good stuff, but like. For example, like people don't want to get confrontational. So they just talk about like, you know, when people just talk about nothing, like people talk about the weather and like whatever, like they're not really talking about anything. They're just talking to like Philip space. Like eventually when relationships like get deeper, like you get to know that like, damn, like you think like this. And then it's like, you kind of got to weigh it out. But I don't know, like for, I've, I've like never thought that I would not like talk to someone with their political views. Like I was just like, cause that just seems so stupid. I'm like, again like who's they but in my mind i'm like that's what they want us to do to just be more divided like to just find what we disagree on and and instead of what we're like similar with and like what we can have a common ground on yeah but another thing too is you can discover something like that and not even bring up politics in the beginning you know you could just tell by how someone acts towards a certain crowd of people or yeah their view on a different topic aside from politics whether it be climate Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to like i just feel like if you base your friendships off of politics you're just going to be a hateful person you know yeah. because if they don't agree with you they're a bad person mm-hmm. like, well that's what it's like so i don't like it's just such a duality now i feel like people who voted for biden or whatever like trump supporters are, are bad i'm it's hard for me to be like impartial on this because yeah. obviously yeah. I <laughs> fucking hate Donald Trump. Um, so you talk about it, like you feel so like weird or stupid. It's almost. yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. It's it's just weird. And and then like for like Trump supporters are bad people and Biden supporters are stupid like socialists. Like it's like <laughs> it's such extremes that like you forget everything in the middle and that everyone's just a human being and whatever going through the same shit as everyone else, but. Like, again, I hate saying like a they, but like, it does seem like there's a higher thing. That's just like whole, uh, like agenda is to split people. Cause then, le- Cause then less gets done. Like so many, like the reason so many laws get, take so long to get done and like change seem, 
takes so long to see is because like you have to please this person, you have to please this person and Democrats aren't going to sign here because you didn't do this specific thing and Republicans aren't going to sign because this, it's like the, the banter. And then it's, we, it takes fucking 10 years. Yeah. The biggest problem about that that is, you know, it was actually crazy. I was in the shower and I was just kind of like thinking about stuff Mm -hmm. and it crossed my mind. You played soccer. I played basketball. And the one thing that they always taught us in those two sports that go hand in hand is if you get faced with a double team, you're told to retreat. Mm. You're told to take a few steps back and look and see what you could do before you go straight into that double team. You know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you could take that into life when it comes to situations like that and like anything almost. If you're going to look at that with the double team in your face, screaming, ball, 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 they're going to take it, you know? In the end, someone's going to take it. But if you retreat, take a look, and think about it before you go into it, you could really actually do something that impacts you instead of the other team. So you're saying, like, instead of just jumping and, like, judging someone, like, if anyone just top, stop and, like, take a breath to realize? That's a lot. That's the thing. And what the time room right now, it's hard to even get a breath. Oh, yeah, no one even – like how quick like quick we judge someone yeah. like according to that i don't know dog it's hard like if i'm being impartial fucking it doesn't even matter no one's gonna see this video if i'm being like impartial i i like look at it in that way like for example like my uh i forget like i post this shit and you can't just talk about everything um whatever this person like has a hard time talking to her family because her family's super conservative, like super like pro Trump, but like she's also super outspoken about like the other side. So like, it's like, I don't know. And then for me, I'm obviously like not impartial. I think a lot of things that like Trump supporters believe are whatever, like whatever my thing is. Okay. My thing is, bro, I don't like Biden. Like, I just like the alternative. I just don't like the alternative. So, like, it's not like I'm, like, pro whatever. Like, I think if, if you're that ride or die for a politician, like, that's the problem right there. Like, what? Like, I don't know. I don't agree with that. But so it's like when people are so, like, pro-Trump, like, as him as an actual person, like, he's a celebrity because he is. But, like, idolizing him like he is, like, that's what I've always had a problem with. Like, just, like, the idealization of – politicians you know what i mean i think that's not what they're for you think i want to be up at nine o'clock in the morning because i'm hearing a literal trump train a literal trump train i can't make that up i wish you saw the trucks out there it was ridiculous bro yeah that was nine in the morning nine and it went on bro Mm -hmm. i was in and out of sleep i woke up at 12 finally because i couldn't take it anymore but every time i woke up i heard another truck it still went till 12 it was all day it was all day. It didn't finish. I went on my run at three, and it was I. It was still going on when I came back at four. It was about done. So it was like going like driving. So there was that many cars. cars. Different cars every time. Like it was just nonstop. It could be a random car driving down the street, and they heard the beep, and they said, "Oh, I'm going to jump on this for a little bit." It was ridiculous. Damn. It was ridiculous. And don't get me wrong, dude. Like I got to give the guy credit. Not that I like love Trump or anything like that, but his face that he made, you can tell just by that. It's exciting. 
you know? People get a rush out. A real rush. It's crazy. You know, they don't they don't need to snort their lines after work. No, just go to the Trump rally. That's what you gotta do. Yo, he is a fucking genius and how he like riled up. Who gets so excited? They're excited. Like elated to be out there, bro. And I like squad that like he like that is the fucking like Trump is their boy. Like I don't know like what like fraternity college culture like met with politics, but like that is their boy. And like he like I don't he's like is a culture like not a good culture. It's very much a white wash like whatever culture but like he has a culture like he built that like he like i don't know (laughs) the way he does things it's like it's mind-boggling because it's like he doesn't even try like we were talking about this the other night like i'm like turn off the fucking news like trump said something dumb like what else is new like he's just like exhausted that of him just saying like outrageous things on television that's not even yeah literally he could say something crazy too you'll still turn off the tv just because you don't want to hear the voice saying i'm like what else is new like I've seen that every single day for the past four years, whatever. It's like, so that's the thing. But when we also were talking about this the other day, like for me, I don't know. I think, I mean, if you want this, I don't think you want this to be like a politics debate, but like, cause I'm kind of like passionate about certain things, but like, um, like I just like assess the two and I'm like, Oh, I think Trump's an idiot and like my views align more with biden but um like people that are on trump's side it's like what it's just bro it's just like i'm biting my teeth because it's like bro like you pick one time like trump biden like i'm biting my teeth either way oh either way i'm biting my teeth like and i don't think people that are at least have half a brain are denying that like it's the same shit as last election. Like I, if I could have voted, I would have voted. I definitely voted for Donald Trump and 2016 election. Like I hated Hillary Clinton. Like it's the same thing. Like lesser of two evils we're always faced with. And it's like, like, that's just so, I don't know. takes away all hope you have at like change. Cause it's like, mm. I said this before, I said this before, if we were going to get change, we would have gotten with Obama. Because first off, first black man in the office. Second off, his motto was change. That's all he wanted to do. We talk about how oh, uh, Trump is fixing the economy. It was already going up because there was actually a change going on. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But the thing about it, he's a black man in America. And I don't know if you've ever seen Jared Carmichael stand up. If you haven't, you really should watch sometime. It's um, dark humor. It's dark humor. Very dark. But it's like, He's right in the end. Mm-hmm. And the one thing he said, he said, every single day, it's tough being a black dude. You know? And imagine being a black dude that's supposed to run the country of people who don't like black people. I'm not saying every state in the world, but a large chunk of that basket does yeah. not like him. You know? For no reason. You know? So they're just going to say fuck off to like whatever this man tries to do. I'm saying, and that's what you know, happens. like that's that's it's difficult, man. And now you got two people in here where see the, my only problem with Biden is this. This is it. I have no other problem with this. You got 
the fact that everyone says he's all old and slow, which is whatever. They both are, in my opinion. They nice. both are old and slow. Nice. But then you have this thing with authority. And one of the biggest things that scares me about authority in the United States right now is how it's being used. And like I said before, the two dribbles back. I was talking about this. It might have been with you. You got someone like, let's say Biden's in office, and there's still Black Lives rallies rallies going on. And they start to get a little more exciting again. That's a word I'm going to use. Because, you know, I don't think those protests go around. They, they try to be violent, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we've had the history of Martin Luther King. You know, they we've had these histories of marches before and stuff like that and protesting. We know how to protest peacefully, you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you send out threats like martial law and stuff, and when you have someone like Biden who's in office and Kamala Harris, who's the vice president, who are talking about, like, you know, starting to under, like get authority back to what it needs to be, that normalization is not going to be their fault, but it's going to be the troops' fault on this. Because when you put a group of people out there to stop another group of people from, let's say, they're just protesting, and you've seen the videos of people not listening and them getting hurt. Mm-hmm. What happens that one day when they say, when they've had enough, they're just pissed off and they get an order from someone above, whether it be the president or their general, and they say, if they're not respecting your authority, you have the green light to do what you have to do to get them to. Now you can take that two ways. You can take it as do what I have to do, take them down, lock them up and send them into custody in one piece. Or do what you've seen a lot today he's acting up shoot him you know that shoot him well, get him out of here i think that comes from like an authority supervisor or whatever to do that or you think that's like more specifically ingrained in like the each individual i mean I like the culture as, po- as police more yeah, i think it's a little bit of both because look you get the green light okay and that, group, that, that thing about the an expression green light is it's so broad because they, they made a South Park episode. I don't know if you saw the pandemic special, but the way it ended is they said, let's send out the military to stop the protests. Mm-hmm. And the military were excited to shoot these civilians. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's their job. You know, mm, not their job. But... It's not their job because in the end, they're supposed to protect these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also in the end, their authority is supposed to be respected. So that's where you contradict it. And so how do you like meet this. both? Exactly. How do you meet both? But also look at it like this now. Think about all the people that have went to the military. I'm not saying every single person is like this, but think of the large percentage of the people that you know that went to school, you saw them throughout school, and then they ended up in the military. Mm-hmm. What do you think of those most, like most of those people in high school that, went, that ended up going to the military? Like... It's usually not planned, you know? Yeah. It's usually, no offense, some of the kids, a, a large majority, I'd say about 75% of them, maybe 80, that I know were not good kids in school. Yeah. They said, fuck this, I'm just going to go to the military. I don't need this. You know? They weren't, they didn't, their heads, it's not that their heads weren't screwing straight, but they weren't screwing on straight all the way, you know? And now they get sent into this institution where they're trained to be the most elite fighters they possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And they're trained to follow orders for years on years of their life. 
And think about think about the guy that remember when we did the Washington trip. Remember the dude that guarded the the mm-hmm. tomb of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much of a psychopath do you have to be <laughs> to walk back and forth in front of this tomb for hours on end? And remember, we asked the dude. I asked the guy. I was like, "What do you have to do to get there?" They have to go to some camp or something, and they can't talk for like six months. Like. Send me to jail. Yeah. Literally send me to jail. That's what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> to be miserable. But they want they want to do that. Because they, they get this respect, they get this authority, they get this award. Like, don't get me wrong, you got a purple heart. You killed some people on the other side of the world to protect me. I, I respect the hell out of that. Because I'm not gonna go do that. Mm-hmm. But if they're gonna send you on the front line and it's Washington, DC, and you're staring at the people that you're trying to get to join you. Dude, wow, the Marines, you know? Those commercials, they're trying to get you. Those people right there are the people that you're aiming at. Are you ever going to step back and think, why is my own higher power telling me to shoot innocent civilians that are just here to protest what they think is right? No, because, like, people just do what they're told. Like, in a Exactly. And how scary is that? So scary because something like an institution like the military or the police, like it doesn't offer the autonomy for like each individual individual person to be like, damn, is what I'm doing right? Like one, you have the fact that you can't question your authority figure. Like you're just going to get fired. And then there's a million other people that want to do your same job. And then two, it's like the whole thing that humans are just so good at playing the role that they're put in. So if you're put in this role as a police officer or a military and your job is to con- maintain the peace and whatever, like you're going to do whatever means necessary that is allotted to you to do that. And like, that's where the problem comes from. Like, my, I was thinking about this the other day, like I was watching this documentary about democracy and like the, the right to vote and, and how people like protested so hard for it um, and how so many people just take it for granted. And if you look at like police videos from like 1960s like in civil rights movement like we've all seen that like the dogs the fire hoses like that was horrible like that was like nazi police like uh, people who were peaceful protesting and and they were like murdering these people for doing nothing and when you look at it what actually has changed like what did they fundamentally change did they see that that happened and was like wow we need to fundamentally change the police system because like this was built in like those cops that did the same thing and and those precincts whatever like nothing really happened like maybe they had some like racial insensitivity uh training or de-escalation training but at its core nothing changed from then so it's like like those cops and then the same like generations of cops like say when their kids are born mm-hmm. i want to be just like my just father. like my dad yep yep mm-hmm. just like it and bro like looking at videos of that horrible like ripping american flags out of like black kids hands because they're just marching peacefully for their right to protest like these people were not violent like they knew all the cards were already stacked against them like what good would it be to be violent like like they they were marching peacefully for their their god-given right so angry yeah it was ridiculous man and it was ridiculous and like what it was met with i'm trying i don't know if this was in um Selma or I forget the name of the bridge I I think you know but it was just like this long um like really long uh 
march and they were marching over uh this bridge march, uh-huh, mm-hmm. and, and they were met I can't with, remember the name, but... like hundreds of police officers on the other side of that bridge and they were like turn around and go back to your church like one they had no right to do that they were marching peacefully that's your first amendment right I, like it was the 1960s i know like what was going on but black people are still allotted that right to to assembly like that's the same right as every other american and and they like were no hesitation like these people just stood still and the cops came up to them beat the shit out of them and then uh but the cameras were rolling that was a thing and the cameras captured all that and then everyone around the world was like that's what it took for them to be like wait this is what happening at these protests because it's like it the media and everything is so good at just demonizing one group or one person immediately but then once everyone saw like how brutal that was like that's when um like real changes actually happened and they they made like the voter security like the uh i don't know the actual name of it but uh like the right to vote for um uh black men and women like it's insane um and the thing about that too is you say like you say all this stuff and it's history. All they have to do is read a book. That's it. Right? Why aren't they doing it? Why like and when they are reading these books, who is reading it to them? You know? And who's writing it's, the books? Like Exactly. The 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 history that we received in our school just cuz we went to the same school but like pretty much like so many public schools is so like so whitewashed one in sugar yeah exactly like what's the like that's the thing we were also talking about this the other night like what like what is un-american and this is what trump solidified that that you and this is so like authoritarian to me that like questioning your government which everyone should do at all times like it's just bound that governments become um uh like corrupt and and whatever and like so like questioning your government and like questioning the history of america like trump has solidified that 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 idea is un-american i'm like what like we did horrible shit bro like we did horrible things and and we know the littlest bit of it like how much did we really learn about thanksgiving like what what i remember learning is that uh christopher columbus came over and sat down with pilgrims and 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 we reenacted that and put on those hats and it was and, a vibe and, it was <laughs> a vibe bro and they <laughs> feasted together and then like and then native americans like all right take all of our land like peace we'll just move over and this like that's in my mind before i actually learn anything it's like what they teach these kids how it is and like i'm trying to find the balance of like like teaching people the truth of what actually happened because it's like yeah in people's mind it's like well you're not going to tell these kids the horrible thing that's happened but then it's like these kids grow up and then don't learn anything else and then still believe these things and even if it is horrible tell them later tell them when they're ready give them history class in sixth seventh grade then you know and they're all messed up in the head anyways like (laughs) it's so it's so messed up like there's just no way that I had this conversation a while ago too. You ever think about what colonization really is? The concept of colonization, you colonize something. Mm -hmm. You ever, did you ever like look at that definition of it? Mm -hmm. So pretty much colonization is something where one culture goes to another culture. But 
let me make this more raw, mm-hmm. but forces them to become part of a culture. You know, there's no, when you get hit with that culture shock, instead of adapting, you take over, you know? You're like, whoa, they, they're praying like this. They're eating like that. They're living like that. Uh-huh. No, this is wrong. You have to live like this. You have to do that. You have to... Where does that become this is right and that is wrong, you know? It already is innately, I feel like. Telling That's someone the that they have to change. Exactly. Why, though? Why do they have to change for you? What have well, you done for them? What have they done for you that makes them have to change? Well, that's the same thing that like America is supposed to be this melting pot of all these cultures and, and we're unique because we're one of the, the newest nations and everyone came. But it's like America has such a specific defined culture. And if you don't fit into that, like you're ostracized, like like how many times do you hear like this is America, like we speak English, like America doesn't even have a national language because we just have so many different people. So it's like. When, like when did that get missed like that like in my mind america is this melting pot of that accepts all different cultures and another thing about the american culture that i can't stand man everyone is so freaking miserable bro they're so freaking miserable that is the culture, isn't it? Like, it's like yeah, the dude, cool thing to terrible. be miserable. It's cool. It's cool to hail Satan, bro. Like, it's cool, bro. That shit's lit, bro. And it's almost Are like look down me? at people that aren't miserable. They, bro, I, you remember that tweet back in the day? It said, Tyler, the creator really had to scream and kill people, burn shit, fuck school. He really did. Yeah, me saying that. <laughs> That's crazy. You know? You ever hear his lyrics, bro? Oh my god, bro! Darkest yeah, shit bro. ever. His early bro. shit is dark. Dark, but that's the thing, bro. Another thing about that—the one thing that I will give him credit for—is the fact that he brings out something yeah, in people yeah. that we are always forced to hold back, and that's their instincts. You know, mm-hmm. You're, everyone's born with the same instincts, whether it's fucking sex drive, whether it's fucking satisfaction your libido is satisfied in so many different ways Mm -hmm. but certain things about the way we live now restricts you from doing so many of those things do you think for good reason or not always i do think for a good reason but then again it is not always because i i took this class recently and actually really opened my eyes it was a great class it's called culture and revolt and it was about all like the times the cultures tried to revolt and what they're living in. And we watched movies that, a lot. And one of them we watched was Pleasantville. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's with Tobey Maguire, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, he goes, yeah, he goes into the TV, into his favorite TV show. The thing about this TV show is everyone's black and white. No one's different. They're all black and white. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, there's not a single black character. Not a single black Keep going down yeah there's yeah you keep going down to the story and the guy works he, he comes in as the kid like main character and he works at the donut shop with this guy he shows up late to work after he shows up late the guy working at the donut shop is still scrubbing the chair ta- the chairs and tables and he's like why haven't you opened up the shop he's like i don't know how to open up the shop without you i need you here like it's part of the routine 
without this routine, I can't do this. They made the, and there to that, it got too busy at work and he was delivering burgers, but he didn't set up the buns. And he's like, why would you set up any buns for me as I'm handing out these orders? He's like, usually you do that. So if you don't do it, I can't do it. He had to teach him how to make a burger by himself. And then the character started to realize, he was like, I do this every day. All I do is I come to this donut shop, I make my food and I go home. That's all I do. And it led him to go crazy. He's like having a depression in the back of the store. He can't think straight. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. What's the point? And he said the point was just because. Sometimes you just have to get up and do it. There's no reason behind it. You just have to. But then he thought to himself, no, just because. He said, I want to fucking paint. That's all. I want to be an artist. And he quit his job. Starts painting his shop, turns into like a little, like turns it into like a mural almost. Uh-huh. And he starts to get color. You start to see his skin. He's not black and white anymore because he's showing his true colors finally. He stops listening to what everyone else is saying, what you have to do. And he starts letting his true colors come out. And because of that, everyone is scared. Nobody wants to be his friend. Everyone's like, Oh my God, there's the colored man. That's what they called him, the colored man. It was fucking insane. The concept of the movie movie is insane. It's a movie. The concept of the movie was insane. It got to the point where it said on the doors, no color is allowed. And all all the colored people were having sex before marriage or doing what they wanted to do, you know, doing what really made them happy. And because of that, they were different and they weren't accepted. Now look at that in real life. Think about how many people, think about, think about the colored people in this world. Not black people, we're talking like people, unique people. Unique people, you know? Mm -hmm. Like all these people that made it, they showed their true colors. That's what they did. And like what? I need to watch that movie one, two. So, okay. So basically like, so like whether it be school, mostly school, like people put them or get put into boxes, like most of the time other people put themselves. And like, that's like, it becomes cool to be like everyone else. Like you don't want to like step out there and like stand out anyway, because like I don't know. Like why? Why is that so scary? Like why? Like so for context of the show, like why is it so scary to show your true colors? It's it's freaky, dude. Like that movie. Like after watching that, I was like, I was like, what is the point of doing certain things? You know, because you have to. You know, why do I have to? You know the. Society's made it to a point so far, like we fucked up on so many aspects building this that it's just turned you because, you know? No one questions it. Nobody. Nobody. And you just you just follow the leader. You're just following what other people have done before you. Yeah. And a quote that I read a really long time ago, and I actually talk about this a lot. Like you've probably heard this quote before about where the white men went wrong. Was an Indian, was a Native American. You can search up on Google, just type in where the white man went wrong. And it's like a chief Indian. He tells us, he tells um, this like reporter 
about, he asked, he goes, what do you think is like the biggest mistake white men ever made to society? He said the biggest mistake that they ever made is they put value that never existed. And by that, I mean like, you know, like, oh, you want this food? Well, you have to, it's going to cost you a price. It's never, oh, you want this food? Well, I have this fucking chair and I know you need a chair. I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. How about you take that and I get this? And it's a win-win. That's how mm-hmm. they did things. They traded. You know, uh-huh. there was always a there was always an agreement and everyone left happy. But then we get this concept that, okay, what about money now? Doesn't that make us happy? Because now we can buy stuff and everything. When was there ever a value for those kinds of things? You know, like it didn't become there wasn't a value on those things until it developed. On like paper. Yeah, you know, nothing got a paper value until it developed. You, know, you, know, you made you make that paper, and it's like, okay, like this is the this is going to be our currency. But why? Why did like why did you have to start there? Imagine if we never started there. I'm just trying to think of it's an alternative, crazy, but I know what you mean. Like that's like because money. So money can buy everything. So like when you're talking about trading, like money is basically what everyone wants. It's, the, it's something that trading, everyone yeah. wants. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't just like, oh, you're right. I do need a chair. Like, so you have something that I want. And like money is, will always be someone that someone wants. Exactly. Why? Back in the day, man, you, if you wanted something, you went out and got it. You fucking made it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes, your neighbors. How'd you do that? I'm going to do that my way. Imagine if we grew up like doing it like that, you know, like self, literally self-made. Everything that we have, we made. This is my house because I've been building it since I was fucking seven. You know, you earn that's your. It's your land because you've been working on it for all your life. You know, now it's oh, that's your land because you bought it. You know, oh, that that became so like indispensable. Exactly, bro. Like, and no one held any value to like no one holds anything value to anything. No one, no one, it grosses me out that no one questions value. You know, how do you not sit back and say, what, like, like, why does this cost that? Like, why, why do we have to put that value on it? You know, like, well, it's, why, all, why? it's like, it's all supply and demand. And that's like, it's, I mean, I can't really speak on like what other countries do, but like for America, like, that is the capitalist idea. Like, most people want this. Like, now it's more money. Like, things become more, like, I'm trying to think of like, think of like stupid things. You know what I'm thinking of? Like champion sweatshirts. You remember champion sweatshirts when we'd wear them in high school? What, where would you get them? Would you get, I would get my boss cows for $10. I wish I knew about that. <laughs> okay. They were 10 bucks at boss cows. Now they're like 70 bucks. The same sweatshirts I got. So it's like 30. Like, all right, well, same thing. Like they're mad expensive now. Wait, yours was 30 now? It's probably 30. It's definitely not. That was a while. Yeah, bro. They're like 65 or 70 bucks or something. Like, what changed about them? Like, they got more popular. More people saw them. Like, whatever. So, their value went up. So, it's like uh, the system of, like, how things. Part. Yeah. And, and, and so, that, it's like, okay, that seems pretty benign. Like, whatever. More people want things. Like, the more you can charge for that. Like, that seems whatever. When you run everything like that, when you run healthcare like that, when you run things like that, that's where it's bound it's because, bro, so 
um, they're still working on getting insulin down to be less expensive, but people have so much trouble getting insulin. People with diabetes who need insulin, like bro, diabetes kills you. Not like diabetes can kill you pretty easily. If you're not, if you don't control your diabetes. You, you make money that value that makes it all the way to that point. And now you're sitting here in the mirror saying, what's more important, this person's life or my paycheck? Because because you can't put a value on human life. So people will pay whatever. So companies know that. So they will like they know. So, for example, like uh, Narcan is a drug that saves people from opioid overdose. Narcan costs maybe uh, 50 cents per each. Um, an EpiPen is like could be like uh, $500. So little Susie, who's got a peanut allergy and her parents can't afford EpiPen. Um, but someone can, uh, again, like people who are, um, addicted to drugs have their own like problems and everything, but like someone who's overdosed on drugs for eight times can keep being saved because no one who's going to pay for, um, like drug addicts to save their life. Like no one really cares about that, but the companies know the, the, uh, patent, the, the company that has the patent on um, EpiPens knows that people will pay whatever to save their child's life or, or say whatever for allergic reactions. So that's why that's so much extensive, even though it costs like virtually nothing to make. So it's like the supply and demand and value that you put on things like seems like not that big of a deal, but when you put it on different things, like healthcare, perfect example, like that's where you're like, it's where you draw the line. Yeah. That's where you're like, Oh, okay. This is not It's like, yeah, dark. It's dark as fuck, dude. Because it's like everyone, it, like greed. I, I don't like greed is the worst sin of the all in, in my mind because people like greed. I don't know what how, what greed does that it blinds people, makes people forget all their morals, makes people whatever. Like it makes it's it switches from one. And this is how I look at greed. It switches your mindset. You either think in one of two ways. You either think I'm gonna share this wealth and we're all gonna grow, or I'm gonna share this wealth. I'm going to grow and be the best thing I could ever be. And that's where power comes in. You know, that's where people want to become more powerful. Because once you go from, I don't give a fuck about these people anymore. I just care about myself. I want to be the greatest I can be. Then it turns into a pride and power thing. You're right. It's like that sin is a gateway into so many more, you know, Mm -hmm. so many more. But that's the way that we're supposed to live. Because if you have more money, you can do more things and you're more powerful, you know? And it's like, that's why when I look at like billionaires and, and people like that, like, bro, when you have that much money, like you can do whatever, like what, like what else do you really want? That's why like we were talking about before, like those conspiracy theories with like the richest people in the world. Like I like am kind of like more like likely to believe those because i'm like these people have so much money like they don't care you get bored you can buy anything in the world like why aren't why are you not going to sacrifice human children <laughs> like that's you're talking oh you're talking about bohemian girl is that what you sent me the other day i didn't talking about the, the place in california what do they do there like child rituals and shit it's literally bro you look up this place it's freaking scary as hell it's up in northern california called bohemian grove and it's like a park that's what they say it is or something like that but at certain times of the year it gets like blocked off can't go in it's like like blocked off like cops and everything 
over here, barbed wire fences, proud, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, any, like, people trespassing will be prosecuted. You look at the pictures of this place, it's like a massive college, like, auditorium. It's a massive auditorium, it looks like. And it's got, like, a huge path. And when you get there, there's, like, a stage. And all these, like, benches get smaller and smaller as you get into the middle. And then there's a table in the middle. And they have these pictures that I've seen of people like Richard Nixon, the Clintons, just like um, the Warner Brothers. All these people that have all this money and are so powerful are all in one place. And they're just talking about things. All of now, there's also pictures of them doing like satanic rituals. Apparently people show up with like the hoods on and like with fires and stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to get into that. God knows what that is. You know, I could talk about that for days. Like if you really want me to get deep into that, like there's stuff that people believe that there's a prophecy for something to happen. Mm -hmm. and for them to do that, they got to sacrifice stuff. They got to do their little fucking rituals, put their things on their head, whatever. But even if I don't go that deep, let me go back to where I was before. Why are they all over there? What are they talking about? What is so important that everyone in the world has to get together oh, in like, this one spot and sit down? And no one knows what goes on in there? Nobody. They just say, hey, shut the doors real quick. Shoot anyone that comes by. We got to talk. Bro, that's why it's so scary. Because... Like politicians and whatever, like they don't make the rules. Like the people with the money make the rules, and like that's why you like that old phrase, like follow the money, is so true because it's like, but like politicians aren't doing things because like this is the right thing to do for my constituents. Most of the time, they're doing things of what what is not what can I do that's not too suspicious that'll let me keep my job, but also please the lobbyists that are giving me so much money that allow me to, to uh, run my campaigns and, and keep having a job and also get all these, whatever, insider trading tips and, and stuff like that. So it's like, that's why it's so scary to have any hope on any sort of like rawness and realness in like government and politics when you know how much shit is just right under the surface. One of the worst parts of all that mm -hmm. is the fact that there are the NPCs in this world that the second you go, you ever heard of Bohemian Grove? They're like, no, that's not real. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that because it's not real. Why is it not? I'm not saying it's the realest thing in the world, but if I type it in Google and it comes up, it's got to be somewhat real. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing that we were talking about with conspiracies the other day. Like, my thing with conspiracies is like times that I've went deep, like, you know, when you go deep into like conspiracy, like you find one thing and you like you, you get in the hole, you get in the conspiracy hole. Like, yeah. I know you've been in there. Like it makes you question everything because in my mind, for example, like I, I never watched the, the Epstein documentary, but you said that they like mentioned Obama in there. Like, so if like, that's the case then it's like, you got to question everything. So then you're like, damn, like, is there any validity that like this man's family isn't, isn't even his actual family. And then like these presidential families just get like put together to like 
please ever like it's just like you question like, everything and i can't yeah, I, can't. And I loved him so much, so much. You know, he was the dude. And I still think he's a fucking man to this day. But it's just like, he swore in the secrets for a reason, you know? You swear, you make that oath for a reason. When you put your hand up and you swear, and they shut that door, and then they tell you what's going on. They give you the binder. Yeah, you can't, you can't unsee that, you know? They're gonna know where you are for the rest of your life. Yo, who the fuck would ever want to be president? I think, dude, you were a slave at that point. No, you're a slave. Like that sounds horrible. That sounds like the worst job in the world. Yeah, and you know, like people like think it's messed up for you to dig that kind of dirt on Obama and stuff, but it's like, bro, there's dirt on everyone. Everyone's got. Yeah. So it's like where you draw the line. That's my thing because I was having That's this conversation. Okay, bro, you need dirt to build a tree, right? Everyone. But when the dirt is like being a war criminal and murdering thousands of innocent people, mm, but that's the thing. Like Obama did that. Like o- Obama. Um, was the one that pushed the button on uh, like Syria airstrikes and was the one that started uh, like gathering illegal immigrants, but he also did so much good. So it's like, are you like, are these just the responsibilities of the president? Like it's the hardest job in the world. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like Bill Clinton, the Clintons did horrible things, like the sketchiest things. So it's like, I don't know. It's so hard because everything's so normalized that that it's like, I don't know. Being normalizing like being a war criminal as a president is like somehow looked at as just what you're supposed to do. I don't know. It's even more that stuff. Cause like you talk about normalizing, man. Like, I, I don't know if I ever told you. Did I send you the COD trailer, the new Call of Duty trailer? No, I haven't watched it yet. It's the first ever trailer. Not like the new ones with the gameplay and stuff. Okay. And, in the first ever trailer, there's no gameplay. It's just a trailer. Yeah, dude. And they talk about like the four steps of like creating a civilization or something like that. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like demonetization or something, where it was like send these kids to school and like, you know, making them only demonetize how they live and they only can like understand certain things and cut it off there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I forgot the second one. I can't remember what it was exactly. Third one was crisis. What was the third one? Crisis. Crisis. Yeah. And the crisis stage showed people like during like the Cold War and like before the Vietnam War, and people were protesting. And it was like this crisis will come in, and everyone will finally start to like really bring out like their true colors and like fight back. But they only fight back so much before the final stage of normalization. Normalization. The guy describes it as. Normalization is something that won't be achieved unless you let the smucks in the White House run their course. That it was something like that. Now, if you look into that as well, have you ever heard the Doomsday Clock? Yes, but remind me. Yeah, the Doomsday Clock is something made by like Doomsdayologists and scientists and stuff, and they do this stuff where. They take a clock and a reference, and usually, I think the furthest it's ever been is 15 minutes, and that's like really good. So, 15 minutes to midnight to be exact. 
Now, during the Cold War, it was said that that was the worst time that we've ever been in on the doomsday clock. You know, like we thought the world was going to end tomorrow with Sputnik and all that stuff in the sky and, you know, nuclear warfare sparkling up. Uh And it was at a very close time. It was at two minutes to midnight. That was like the closest we ever got to in history. Now I'm saying like two minutes until the world, until doomsday. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Now we go fast forward to now you take 2015 and you look at the doomsday clock. I think it was 2015. It said four or five minutes to midnight. 2016, three. 2017, two and a half. 2018, two. 2019, one. No, no, no. Yeah, 2019 is also two. And then, and then, and then 2020. Is that a hundred seconds to minute? That's where we're at right now. We're the closest we've ever been. It's never been this close before. So what is this like an accumulation of they do like? I think this is just my thought that if we're in this quote unquote crisis stage, mm-hmm. when it hits midnight, we're going to see the crisis. So we haven't even seen it yet. So what does that look like? Like if, if we're putting this in like actual terms. See, like, so in actual terms, what I think is the fact that once we get to this crisis, we're at a hundred minutes to midnight. I just look at it like, I don't think it will be like the government's going to knock on the door and shoot you in the face. Mm-hmm. like that. But you got to realize, first off, we got these new vaccines coming in that apparently came in a year. Look up anything about vaccines. It says that it takes one to three years just to get the testing stage done. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a vaccine by then. I'm not saying that they're gonna put something in you that's gonna turn you into a fucking zombie, but I don't think it's gonna be good. Yeah. You also have to look at how we were just talking before about these rallies and how all it takes is for someone to get a green light to kill someone. You know, the second the military starts shooting at their own people. You've seen, there was actually this thing I saw, I forgot the country, somewhere up in North Africa, but they're like protesting against their police because their police are just killing people. Mm-hmm. I'm watching these videos of the police just coming down the street, shooting people for no reason, just killing them. Probably because they're told they're just taking innocent people's lives that could be coming home from fucking just got hit by a stray bullet because the protest was a little bit down the block. Yeah. Just add up, man. You know, like people are dying for no reason every day. All it takes is for that green light or for that vaccine to actually not be the right one. It wasn't ready yet. Now everyone's getting sick because the chemicals that they put in cause tumors instead of fucking antibiotics and white blood cells. Instead, they cause tumors. They messed up. You know, that's all it takes, man, for it to be an absolute crisis. I'm talking people dying every day from things that could have easily been stopped if people just took a step back and realized what was going on. Like you're saying, we think it's bad now. We think it's bad now. Yeah, we think it's bad now. And when you say green light, you mean like Order 64 type shit? Like Order 66. Fuck, yes. Shit. yes, bro. It's just like do what you gotta do, you know. Stand your ground, and it's scary as fuck to think about 
But the worst part about it is if I were to say something like this and like, you know, get in front of the world and stuff, they're going to shoot it down. You know? There was this thing about, um, there was this thing on Instagram I saw of this uh, girl. Her name was uh, like, she was from Wuhan. I'm actually going to look her up. She was a Wuhan scientist. Um, and she got one on the news. Mm-hmm. And on the news, she was like, yeah, like, there's a um, this virus that we made. Like, I mean, this virus that's going on, like, the thing about it that people need to know is that it's man-made. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. She starts saying that. She's like, yeah, like, you don't understand, like, this isn't something that bats made. Like, it's something that humans made. And, like, it was tested in a lab. And they constantly were just doing stuff with it. And then after that, like, got out. She may, I mean, she didn't make it seem like it was an accident. She made it seem like it got out on purpose, you know? And she made it seem like it got out. And she was like, yeah, like, they want this to be out on purpose. And she repeated this one thing multiple times. It was actually terrifying. I was so worried for this woman. She goes, they don't want people like me around. She says that multiple times. Like, they don't want people like me knowing this around, saying stuff like this, but I need people to know this. Like, like this, vac- this, this virus is not something that is, like, caused by bats. Like, no, we made this. I don't know if they put it out on purpose or an accident, but it's not something that is just made from bats and shit. Where is she and if you, Dude, if you look her, I'm trying, I'm still trying to look up her name. I was going to say she's not dead yet. Um, I can't remember her name, bro. But she, I'm going to find it. I'm going to keep looking. But she said all this stuff. And after she said it, her account got, like, taken down. Like, they were like, yeah, like, this video is not real. And every time you hit on the video, it's like, click the fact check to see why this is not real. Mm-hmm. This isn't real. This this content is flagged. Are you sure you want to watch it because you're wasting your time? Mm-hmm. Said shit like that. But it's like all these other conspiracies and stuff but once someone says something like that on the news and like really tries to warn people it gets attacked by fact check yeah. talking attacked like non-stop no this isn't real this isn't real take it down like this check your facts why of all like why aren't why aren't they shooting down stuff that with the clintons or like with Obama and stuff like some of it's proven true, but some of it isn't. So why aren't they shooting it down? Why aren't they protecting them? Yeah, you know, like why aren't they? There's there's theories about harp and how they control the weather. Why aren't they saying fact checks on that? How come that one thing that was just a freaking terrifying message that she left? Yeah, how come that one thing is like, oh no, get rid of it, get rid of it. We can't have people knowing this right now. Why well, was that, that ever like disproved that it didn't come out of a lab? I don't know. Was yeah i don't know i just like like i don't understand the motive behind that like do you think the motive is population control oh founder i'll go back to her in a sec but population control is a whole different thing man i don't I don't know about population control because that's a stretch, man. Because, like, I think about a lot 
Because, like, when I was a little kid, I was terrified and shit like this. Mm-hmm. I used to, like, I would think, like, the Denver airport and, like, the murals and, like, the guy stabbing the double piece and it was, like, a Nazi soldier with a gun and all the people are crying in the uh-huh. streets. And it's, like, I used to think that one day the government was going to be, like, okay, it's time to go kill everyone. They're just going to knock on the doors and kill us all. But I don't think that's how it's going to be. I think they're mm-hmm. going to get us to kill each other. Yo. I also think so. It's already happening. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah. They're one day like like I say this a lot. Black Lives Matter. They have this movement. I'm not against it or anything. It's a great thing, you know. We we've been going through shit all our fucking life. And my only thing with it is where does all that money go? You got people donating millions of dollars to Black Lives Matter organizations. For what? Okay, well, see, here's my problem with that, that I never understood. Like, who runs it? Like, who is ahead of it? Because in my mind, like, when I think of Black Lives Matter, like, it's regardless of where that money's coming from, like, it's it's the movement that matters. Like, but Mm -hmm. then, like, people, like, do like because every time I see people like actually donating to things, I see it like donating for like law, like defense lawyers and, and prosecutor lawyers for people to get justice from uh, like police who have murdered people. Um, but then like this, but but this is what I don't understand. So this is like when I hear that, like I'm like it doesn't really matter because I'm like it's the movement that matters. Like it's like like people it it doesn't need to be a central thing that's funding it for people to be like this is a black lives matter protest so it's like i don't know maybe you like do you know more because i don't know like who if there's a centralized entity if you're gonna protest and you're gonna be like black lives matter we want change we want this we want that first off you're saying that the money's going to prison reform and shit and cops are finally getting what they deserve brianna taylor still hasn't got what she deserved like those cops haven't gotten what they deserve. So why the fuck would anyone else? Yeah. Okay, they they can't even start there. So why the fuck would anyone else get reform? Why the fuck would any other cop get in trouble if they can already get away with that? And they're protesting. We need change. To who? Who are they protesting to? Here's the thing. Like protesting seems so obsolete because it's like you are fighting against a system that in every way is trying to tear you down and it does not want to help you in the slightest, but it's like, this is what's changed my mind. Like if, if they didn't want you to to protest, they wouldn't try so hard. And they, I guess I'm speaking of the government now, they wouldn't try so hard to show you up. Like that's what those police are like they're they're trying to shut them up like they like think most most protests that start like that like or protests whatever start peaceful and then it's the cops that come in and start fucking shooting tear gas at them and then and then people go crazy because humans are yeah humans are animals at our core and if you start shooting us we're gonna act like animals and 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 break shit whatever um But it's like that's what the police are there to do. They they're there to shut shut them up because and that's the same thing happened in the nineteen sixties with uh, protesting the Vietnam War and protesting um, for civil rights. Like it was the same thing. Like every police 
uh, initiative was to shut them up. So that's how I'm like, there needs to be some power in this. Like there needs to be like, so exactly. So why are you, see, it's just like, who are you protesting to the government? They don't give a shit about you. And you know that. Yeah. So what are you doing saying? Oh, yeah, exactly. Like what, what are you doing saying? Oh, we need you to face these policies. We need you to do this and do that. When your president can't even say black lives matter right now. So you're saying, what's the point? What's the point when you're protesting to people that don't care about you? It's not enough. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's really not enough. And it's, it's just, it confuses me why people think that's, that's the answer. It really does. Well, so what do you think the answer? Dude, like, I, I just, the answer is like, so. I know the answer. I just don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get past all the boundaries. Dude, the answer is just unifying, you know? If you get what I mean by that, it's like the one, the hardest thing for everyone is to accept, like, everyone, you know? Like, like I tell, I say to myself, you can't settle down with someone until you settle down with yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. How are you going to, you know, spend the rest of your life with someone when you're not even content with yourself? Mm-hmm. So, if you're trying Very to do true. all that, it's like... It's just like, if you could do that with everyone in the world, you can finally settle down and understand everyone. And I'm not saying you have to know everyone's story and stuff, but you have to realize that everyone's in this country for a reason. You know, you wouldn't want to be American if you wanted to destroy it, you know? Well, so that's, that's like the end goal. But how we get there, I could not even tell you because like the – the discord between just like the lack of understanding. And it's because like people, people look at everything from their point of view, like someone who's white upper middle-class, like they will never understand what uh, a black person living in less than optimal conditions are going through. Bullshit little saying, I I understand that I will never understand, but I will stand like the fuck, the fuck does that even mean? Like, that confusing ass sentence. You know, you know how many times I had to read that to understand that shit. What is that? But come on, it's just these people. They think because they didn't live it, and what they see on the news is the truth. And so, like, it just must be like people being like, for example, people saying like, "I work so hard for where I can, where I'm at right now. So why can't just everyone work this hard? Like, why can't?" Black people just work harder and, and they will be just as rich as I am. Like given everything that you got. Exactly. And that's where the disconnection is. And like, that's, I think especially hard for like, for white people, because then they have to accept the fact that like, damn, maybe I had certain opportunities given to me that weren't good to everyone else. And maybe it was easier for me, but that's way too much for these righteous people to accept that. Because they, like, I don't doubt that you did work hard to build what you did. But I also don't doubt there's people that have to work a lot damn harder to get way less than you have gotten. Like, there are people that come up from rocks. Like, and rocks. And, like, that's, and then that's also the whole problem with, it's like, we, we can't look at race without also looking at class. Like, when you think, like, when you look at, like, Kanye West, um, like supporting Donald Trump and like running for politics. You see like Lil Wayne with Donald Trump, like the same thing, like, like they're not in the same class as 
99% of Americans, like they are not fighting for the same cause. Like they, they don't have the same stakes in this fight as everyone else. So it's like, and I always saw like, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to say like Republicans, but like maybe like conservatives, like any like black people that support Trump, like they were like, they used them like in any way they could like, see, this is a black person that's saying that it's not that bad for them. So why are all you else complaining? Like that's what I like ads of black people. Yeah. Black people saying we love Trump. Like you guys got to vote for him too. Cause he's good for black people. Like, like it's, and this is off topic a little bit, but this, that makes me so mad about same thing. We were talking about just like politicians, because I'm like, is this, is, is any politician saying what they actually believe as a human being, or are they saying what they say and what they believe because a marketing team and a PR team did studies on Facebook to see that if they took this specific stance that they could get 40% of this vote. Like, you know, it's so altered and it's like all over the place. All over the place. And so I'm like, this is why I hate like every politician because I'm like, or just hate, I don't know the idea because I'm like, I don't know that this isn't a real person that is, representing their constituents this is a person who has been put through filter after filter after filter to be one votable and then once they're voted into whatever position they're holding um like they have nine million thousand different people to please and who are they pleasing they're pleasing the people with money they're not pleasing the poor people who actually like the 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 majority yeah the majority and the least protected people like they're not 99 percent probably like they're not they're not fighting that controls everything yeah they're not and dude i found her her name's her name is um dr lee meng yang l-i-m-e-n-g-y-a-n this girl i don't know if you can see her but like that girl i don't know if you've ever seen her before yeah i think so Like, I'm looking at the first things that it says, and it says, Chinese virologist reveals coronavirus cover-up by CCP. The cover-up documentary is just about Chinese virologists who claim COVID lab made releases on the second page. Like, dude, they shut her down the second she started saying shit. I'm surprised she's still alive in China. I'm surprised she's not, like, Edward Snowden level. Like I would another guy, dude. Like, what are they chasing him for? Because he gave us some information that he thought the people should know. What did he do? You know, like what he actually released? I don't know exactly what he released, but it's just like, what could he have said so bad that they needed to get rid of? Well, that's the scariest part. Like, he revealed, yeah, they might have been classified, but like he revealed truths that he believed people should know and they charged him with treason and he had he has to be running at where is he in germany now or or russia and they like granted him china maybe somewhere over there so it's like those things are kept like locked tight and like things that many people could benefit from knowing here's another thing so like do you think for example like let's just talk like aliens or something so do you think they keep this knowledge from us to like maintain the peace? Because if humans knew 
like if if um, if people knew the extent of all that went on and like all that we don't know that the government knows like like humans wouldn't be able to handle it. like if every human was handed that binder that the president's handed after they take that oath you know what i mean like do you just think they don't I, obviously there's so much more that goes into it that's definitely a factor but it's a factor that's it that's it yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much more to it you know and we know that anything that's a little part because it, that's but, a factor but yeah. so like what are they so scared of once we know this information just anarchy yeah they're scared dude like we just said before about unifying and building like new people and like building like relationships and stuff like that they're scared of us understanding what's going on because once we understand what's going on we have power we're, we have enough power to make a symbol i guess you could say because once we know what's going on it's like why am i doing this I mean, like, if you knew that the world was going to end in, let's say the world ends in five years and the government has a plan to change everything and the way it works and possibly make the, like, thought of famine and poverty go away, but the only way they're going to do that is they're going to kill four billion out of seven billion people. If you knew that, would you be like, why the fuck am I going to school? Why the fuck am I getting a job? I should be worried about myself. Because in five fucking years, if I'm not in the right spot, I'm going to be part of the four billion instead of the three. Yep. We, we can't be our, our, our perfect little worker bees that they need us to be. Because yeah. you even just that. said, you get caught in that conspiracy hole. How many times have you been caught in that conspiracy hole and when you're done, you're like, what's the point of even doing all this? Every time. Every, Every time, time, bro. Every time. To ask that question. But bro, it's, it's the same dangerous thing. Question. It's the it's same dangerous thing question. when I look at like how fucked we are, like how much we're killing this earth. Like, and I genuinely like it seems to me that we just completely said like fuck off to actually like researching the implications of like what we did, and we just like did it without question and like how fucked we are. I'm like dog you're telling me i have to sit and stare at this laptop and learn just trivial stuff that i know so stupid that like 90 percent. like what do you hear from everyone when they get in the job like yeah you learn this all on the job like every time like college i mean that's a whole nother thing i get in how much of a sham college is but like it's like when i learn about like how imminent <laughs> our fucking demise can be whether it be bro like we can die from so many like human humanity can end so many different ways like we're they going to kill ourselves another russia is going to bomb us or the earth's going to implode or an asteroid gets moved an inch closer and hits like bro we can yeah, so many there are so many ways and it's just like that's when like you come to terms with all that you're like what am i doing like please in a system that is wor- in working in every single way against me I'm not enjoying my life. Like people and what was like this circles back to value. What I was going to say about value is like the American worker has no value. Like, like people, the um, prevalence of like depression, anxiety, suicides are so high, like higher than they've ever been. And if you are so depressed, so anxious, whatever at work, you can't work. Like you think that company is going to, pay for you to take time off or pay for you to get therapy like again same thing there are thousands of people who want to take the same position you're in 
like there's no value in that worker like fire and bring on the next like yeah, it's just exactly. like in like the capital my, and my teacher even said the other day because i don't have classes on fridays because like we go to school monday to through friday uh through thursday mm-hmm. and he said dude the greatest thing about covid is that we finally get a chance to breathe we get a day where we don't have to do anything but, you know, he called it a mental health day you know like mm-hmm. where is that if you went up to if you went up to if I worked at Domino's and I went up to my manager and I said, hey, man, I've been working three to three, four to one all week. I've made fucking $500 in tips in three days. And I've been here since the door shut. Do you think I could get like a mental health day tomorrow? They'd laugh in your face. He would look me in the face. He'd be like, shut up, you pussy. Like mental health day? Like, bro. You know, like that's, that's and that's where we go back to human instincts, bro. You know, and that just makes you feel like less of a human almost. And we're of a, my dad even said, he calls, he calls us more batteries to society until they're ready to throw us away. That's what you are. so fucking true. You're a battery, bro. Until, until you, you're not deemed like useful anymore. And then you just get thrown out and then bring the next. You ever seen that little graph? I found this graph one time. And it showed, it was like a, it wasn't like a graph of actual stats, but it showed three things. It showed, it showed energy, money, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. time, and, and time. Yeah. And time. You remember that? Yeah, and I saw it that. So the kid, and it said that he had the time and all the energy, but no money. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the middle of your life and you got all the money, you got all your uh, energy, but you got no time. And you finally have the time and the money, but you're a dead dad. So what do you, this, when people say this, it makes me so mad. And like, I'm like, I don't know. So when when people are like, it's just the normal thing to people like, I'll just hate my life and um, work a, like a, a nine to five that I hate for 30 years. And then, and then I'll live when I retire at 65 or 70, then I'll live the life I want. Like what the fuck one. What, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, what, like every single time, every single minute second we have on this earth, like is precious. So it's like the fact that our need and greed for money, we've deemed that higher than our own happiness. Like in our time, bro. One of the greatest gifts we have is time. Oh, we yeah, like like when you put a value, the same thing, like you you're putting a value on someone's time. Like you get paid fourteen dollars an hour, like that that's what you're worth. Like then and then that's what people accept that they're worth. Like I, my work is worth this much. Like it's like to, to like I don't know, demoralizing almost. Like like yeah. that's dehumanizing. I mean, like it's just yeah. like like that time is precious like and and that that comes like more to fruition when you get older like realizing like damn like our parents aren't going to be here forever like our like people around us like you never know what's going to happen like honestly like your friends like nothing's guaranteed in this life like that's the that's the only thing that you can count on that anything can happen and like when you realize that it's like why am I wasting my time doing this? Like, and like, that's what you were talking about before where it was like, it's 
like what is so radical about like living half your life and realizing I'm not happy. Like the person I'm married to is not making me happy. The job I'm ha- having is not making me happy. Like, like people get so scared, like, and people get little inklings about that, but then they're like, Oh, the same thing we we're talking about before. Like, gotta do what you gotta do. Like people get stuck in that like mindset that like, aren't you just showing your true colors? Just show them. Exactly. Cause that's a happy dude. That's what that movie taught me, man. Like you're never going to be happy if you're not showing your truest colors. Cause it's no, like you're, you're born with those colors, man. Why, why are you darkening up? Cause it's to get to those colors people don't want to go like get to that because you have like, I don't like, you know what I mean? Like to get to your true self, you got to do work. Like that shit yeah. just doesn't come. And, and it's painful and it's awkward because you got to go against the norm because everyone's acting a certain way. And like, in I, I kind of explained it as like, you kind of build, I don't know if you would, like would have the same experience, but like in my mind, like, what I'm going through like now and I feel like what I'm going through like in college and everything is like in high school you kind of like built like you don't know who you are you're trying to figure it out like you kind of like adopt some ideals but like bro in high school like we all had the same friends we all went to the same parties did the same thing like we were all like one person almost like we all fit into one thing like I don't know in high school it's like the thing like there's no individuality characteristics that made us yeah you you talk the same you say the same things like it's not it's not cool to be different in, in high school. Like it's like, because you don't want to stand out and whatever you don't want to. I look back on that. and I think about all the times where I wanted to be cool and like all that stuff. Like, and and like, and shit like that. Like, yo, that shit is tired. That's, that's when I feel the worst. When I, when I try to be cool because you're kind of, uh like going against what you know is like innately right it's not a good feeling it's like a it's like a deep like not a good feeling like bro like i just think of stuff like you know like you wouldn't want to go out to specific places because you knew they were going to be there but like Mm -hmm. you didn't want to go you didn't want to do this because they were going to be there or you're going there because they're going to be there like you know it's just like you don't you forget that you know there's there's your life first you know you don't you don't, you don't revolve around people, you know, in, in that statement, you were, people revolve around you. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I should revolve around you and you should revolve around me, you know, mm-hmm. like, but in the end, they're revolving around you, you know, you're yourself in the end. Mm-hmm. And like, if you just, when you let people just get that deep inside of your head, it's just, it's fucking draining. It's so draining when you think when you wake up every day and you're going to school and you're seeing the same people and you know oh you're gonna pass that person the last person you want to see is them or like fucking you're going out tomorrow night and they're all gonna be at the game and you're gonna have to see them it's like bro like you you grew up that whole time thinking that's what you got it's like once you finally get out of it that's where you really find out what kind of person you are why does it take that long. And then once you figure out the person you are, you get put in this system and you're not getting paid, but you're losing a bunch of money. And here's the thing about college. Here's how I look at it. They send you there so that you work so fucking hard and you're so tired and exhausted from working so hard on these things, but you're not making a dime. So then you finally make it out and you're like, now I can finally work for money. That's pretty much like saying, okay, 
They finally manufactured this pack of Duracells. Let's go put it in the controllers now and let it work until it's done. Yep. They're just creating a bunch of batteries. I hate it. A bunch of batteries. It sucks. It sucks. And back to like history, like you said before, when we were talking about the government like shooting people and stuff and like how they did it back in the civil rights movement. One thing my dad taught me, I asked him about like majors and minors in school because I never got to pick a minor. Mm-hmm. And he told me that he picked economics as his minor instead of major. And I was like, wait, like, you know, you do stuff in sales and stuff. You work with people and like you're, you're doing stuff like that in business. How did you get there? And he told me that his minor, no, his, his major was history. So I was really confused how he got history. Cause it's like, what does history have to do with, being in that kind of field and stuff. And he said, he said he used this in interviews and stuff when people ask him about history. The reason why he took history as one of his like main topics to learn was because once you learn history, you understand how to not repeat it. And that's what's so important about it. Because like you said before, how it's sugarcoated. Like you've, I've told you about the J. Cole lyric before. One thing about the men that's controlling the pen that write history, they always seem to white out their sins. It's crazy, but like if you really look back on it, you see, you see how, like you said before, Christopher Columbus and the Pilgrims. You see what it was really like, and how dark it is, bro. I'm not trying to sound racist or anything, but they make the white man seem so much more perfect than they are, man. That's not racist at all. It's just like, it's just like, dude, how could you find these perfect? Like (laughs) you know. I can I can only come at it from uh like a white guy's perspective, but it, in every instance of history, the white guy's the hero, like saves the day. But dude, the thing about you as a, as a white person is, if you went down to Alabama and had that conversation and was like, "Oh, what do you think of history and stuff like that?" The way they were educated. And the fact that they never even thought about opening up another book or reading another article, they were closed-minded too. We're great. You know, like you told, I saw that video you posted on Instagram, that older lady, and she was talking about the education system that we have. Mm -hmm. You're told how great they are, you know? And that, both in their head and state there, you know? It's not going to be forgotten. So if you're a white person, I I can only imagine what it's like being a white person that just agrees and embraces it, you it's know? It's an innate, like, righteousness and deserving to everything because the way they were taught is they are deserving of everything and they earned everything because, yeah. like, the white man built everything and it's, like, it tells such a small story. But it's, like, if you only, like, and this is, like, the whole thing that, like, this podcast I'm trying to be all about is, like, if you have limited knowledge about something, that becomes your whole point of reference on something. Yeah. So if, if, and, and then it's the problem is when people aren't even like willing to learn, like willing yeah. to, like I said before, how they shut down everything when they're like, oh, I don't need to hear that. Exactly. It's, it's just like, yeah. yeah, like they just have the blinders on because it's like, well, my way has to obviously be the right way. And there's just no other way to look at it. And then like, so what I was talking about before is like what, what's helped me when I like don't understand another person's point of view is like 
just trying to the best of my knowledge to like put myself in their shoes, like as a human being, like not just like as an outsider point of view, like be in there. And people because, can't even get there. It's no. That you can even get there. Because it's like, I, I feel like they like almost like tease with the idea. Like they like, they like maybe like try to like can see some things, but it's like, once you accept one thing, it's kind of like a domino effect because it's like, and then this is the same thing we were talking about before, like duality of like liberal and conservative. It's like, it's, it's been made to be good or bad, like right or wrong that like any toward kind of like, like inching towards the other side, it's like, well, then I'm going to be a fucking dirty liberal who but like is a socialist and like you know what i mean it's just like it's it doesn't have to be as evil as that but it is so like that's why people are so stuck in their ways because they've completely identified identify themselves and this is why also like white people don't really have a culture like white people don't really have things to be proud of <laughs> I, I like i don't know like that's what i personally think like in terms of like things that like unify us as a culture like white people like that's not really a thing um and so yeah, they had the last thing they did was unify they colonized that's what they did and so yeah like that's what they had to show for themselves and ourselves and like they see other like they see black people having their culture that unifies them and asian people and hispanic people for a good reason like that's the things that have kept them together when when forces were set against them and, and white people didn't have that because they were on the top and they're like well, well we need to have a culture we need to have something that so then it's like they solidify themselves in like i mean now I'm, i see it in like trump culture like that's their culture because they have no other thing to back up on and it's like well they have something to be passionate about or like i and then this is the same thing like all lives matter black lives matter like do you really fucking believe that like all lives matter like I don't know, or, or do you just need it? You just needed something to scream yeah. about, to yell about because you see other people you know, being passionate. Yeah, exactly. And you know my thoughts on that. No one matters. That's, that's the same. Yeah. Saying. I don't matter any more than you do. Why? Like, and why you're saying, like, in the eyes of the in the eyes of the man and the government. Yeah. No. In the eyes of everyone, like, why? Why do you? What? What makes you matter more than me? Yeah. Oh, the pieces of paper. And just like we said before, what if we never started with that? But it's, we have to start with that, you know? Like, the paper makes you matter more. Systematically, that's broken. But as individuals, like, you can kind of reject that. Like, I don't, honestly, same thing you're talking about before. Like, there's, like, kind of two types of, like, like greed but like greed's a negative word more like strive to make money like bro i want to make it so all my friends around me can make it and all that we've talked about that and everyone i love can make it and i can like do important things and then and my the things that i stand like the thing about me is i watch all these documentaries i watch all this shit and then i sit in my bed and i'm like damn i'm at a place to do nothing about it (laughs) like i could post on social media i can talk about it and yeah that does a lot but only like a handful of people are going to hear it. Yeah, and, and money is power, and I don't have that resource to be able to, you know, actually make a lot of change. So it's like, that's that's what I want to work for. Like, I don't need a lot. Like, you, we talked about it so many times. Like, like I don't need uh, yeah. a lot. Like, we want our houses and our stuff. Yeah, I it's not a, lot. a piano and a pool table. I'm like, my Xbox. Like, I'm chilling. I don't need anything else. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, I don't know. It also... I don't know if we're just like going about a whole different topics right now, but like it also just goes like how you define success because like I don't, I don't know. 
because I don't know if I define success as like having a lot of money because, but, but like with money, you can do things. Yeah. But here's the real question. Would you rather be successful or happy? hundred percent happy. Exactly. And they're not the same. I don't think you need to be successful to be happy. But then, but then, are, and, but then is that success? Like, are we talking about the success definition that is you have a lot of money and like, cause that's the thing. That's what I was talking about. This is what I talked about all in the last podcast. Success is such a weird thing because it really it's is different like, to everyone. It's exactly. It's like a subjective experience, whether, because it's like at your core, you, you like, you have to believe that you're successful because it's like to the outsider. And then especially because of like social media, we just see like parts of people's lives. Like you could seem like the happiest, most successful person. Like you have a good job. You make good money. You look like you have a nice relationship, but it's like, no one actually knows what's going on. Like, like you're, you could be miserable in your marriage. You could hate your job. Like you can be having, get, be making all the money in the world and be miserable coming into that office every single day. And you relish in your 15 minute lunch break that you can sit in that hot ass lunchroom and eat your goddamn ham and cheese sandwich. Like, it's like, no one knows all that. Like, it's like people live such, I don't know, in, in rich lives. I don't know. Like just, there's so many parts of people's lives that aren't just the highlights that we see. And that like, we like to believe because like, I don't know, but again, success is just so different to other people. And at its core, it's just a subjective thing that you need to feel that you're. Or like, yeah, dude, success is great. Don't get me wrong. But so many people, you know, like I can give an example of like artists and stuff, you know, like, like Earl Sweatshirt, guy blew up. He was successful. I was still depressed out of his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. You got people like Tyson Fury. The guy was 400 pounds. He finally made it down to the way that he wanted to be. He got all his money and stuff. But there's a story about this guy driving 160 miles an hour down a bridge, making it all the way to the end, finally stopping and not even being able to talk or sit down right. He's shaking because he was ready to take his own life right there. The, the, the heavyweight champion of boxing is at the end of a bridge right so then, the most, one of the most successful boxers in the world. So when you think of success and happiness, happiness just isn't in. How can I put this? Happiness isn't in the definition of success. And no. That's where you draw the line. It's like, all right, well, if that's it, not in the definition of success. Then why am I worried about being successful? I should really think about what makes me happy. And don't get me wrong, doing what makes you. When you get there, it's much better than being successful. So then, like, so this goes into what we were. Can your AirPods died? Yeah, they did. Can you still hear me? Damn, yeah. Um, so then, but this just goes into what, like, we like you originally want, like, want to talk about is like, what makes a person happy? Like, do, like could you say it's like specific things that like makes a person happy and it's like the accumulation of like certain things. Cause it's so obviously not financial success or whatever, but it's just like, like I, I talked about this in the last podcast. This is like all I talked about is it's like, you kind of have these certain ideals set out in front of you, like what makes you happy, but it's like, 
everyone's different. Everyone's a unique, like special human. Yeah, everyone's colors are different. Exactly. And so when you've set guidelines into what makes a person happy, and then that sketchily coordinates with what's good for society, which is a marriage, um, a, uh, a job, uh, a nice house that in a nice neighborhood, like whatever, you know what I mean? It, it like, that's, it's a little, I, I question that, but so it's yeah. like, like, it's, it's so hard. Cause we're constantly told like you do these certain things and then you're going to be happy. And then you get to that certain point and you want to fucking off yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's like, do, like, do you think there's like certain, like, what do you think makes a person happy? Oh shit, my AirPod came back. That's crazy. Can you hear me? Yeah, but I don't know if the audio changed. But anyways, um, what I think, so like my senior quote, I still live by it to this day. In fact, Dante ever watches this podcast, I doubt it, but he actually stole my senior quote after reading it because he thought it was so awesome. But my quote was, do whatever makes you happy because at the end, who's there? You. That was my quote. Now, when it comes to being happy, man, it's just like, dude, don't get me wrong. Every single life, there's going to be times where you're not happy and stuff like that. 100%. But it's one thing for me to work. It's one thing for me to work all my life and like get there and stuff and be miserable. Like, fuck that. But it's like, if I could find a job that's at home and remote and I do the job, get off it and I'm in my house, I'm safe. I have my, like I said before, my piano, my pool table, my, my Xbox, my basketball, you know, my dog. Uh-huh. I have my factors that make me happy in my own shelter. I think it's a matter, if you want to be truly happy, the things that you need to focus on is first off, making your own shelter, you know, finding your own home where you want to start a foundation in. Uh-huh. That's, that's a base. You got to find a foundation that you want to start in. And then from that point on, I mean, depending on the field you're in, you know, like that's such a broad question, you know, because some people just want to be a nurse and save lives and that makes them happy. Some people just want to be a baseball player and they want to be a baseball player and that makes them happy. But not everyone can do these things. But the thing about being happy is just because you can't go pro in baseball doesn't mean you can't play it, you know? It doesn't mean you can't wake up on Sundays and go hitting you know, it's just if you want to be happy, you have to realize that you can't ever let the things that you love slip away from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because once you get a job and you got all this time to work and everything, you you don't think about the stuff that made you happy. You think about the stuff that's going to get you money. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's where greed comes in instead of okay, I've went to work, I've done my thing now, I'm so tired, I can't do anything. But why aren't you going home? And it's like, I'm going home to this. And I'm going home to see someone I love. I'm going home to my piano, like I said. I'm going home to take some shots in my backyard because I can, you know? Mm-hmm. Find the found, find, make your foundation, you know? And once you find that foundation and you realize like, okay, this is what I genuinely enjoy, you can always look forward to it. Don't ever just like, don't let that kid aspect of you ever slip away, you know? Because everyone says, oh, I wish I was still a kid. Just, okay. If you wish you're still a kid, do you the things be. that you 
your kid. Yeah, you can, you still do it. The only thing that's stopping you is the fact that you have to work and stuff like that. And yeah, dude, it fucking sucks. There's been days where I didn't want to go to work. There's been days where I just wanted to quit. There's days where I want to give up. But like people say too, things get better as they get, as the days go by, you know? See, I don't know. I don't look at happiness like that at all. Like I couldn't, like, I don't, I couldn't like, I, I know things that like bring me joy, like things that I like, but it's like happiness to me seems, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I have no idea. Like things that I know that like need to be in my life for me to just like, I don't even think of like, like keep like being happy, but just like keep living. Like, because I'm like, if I don't find a purpose and like, if I don't feel like I'm here for a purpose, like what's the point. But like, yeah, for, for me, I'm like, I, I know I have to like help people. Like I, I know that I, not, any of my resources, whether that be money or knowledge or skills or whatever, just being used for me is like wasted in my mind. Like I need to be helping people. Yeah, um, like you said before too, about like making money and stuff. I remember, I know damn well you remember this. It was me, you, Josh, maybe even Emily. And I said, dude, the one thing I want so badly is to be the body that you guys could live through. See, Remember that? yeah, but I hate it when you said that. Why? Because you are your own body and like, but that's not what I meant by that. Uh huh. What I meant by that is it's a Drake lyric. He said, I am just a body that my brothers are living through. And what he means by that is I'm a figure and you have your life and everything. Mm -hmm. But in the end, bro, I want it to be like, yo, I'm in trouble or yo, I need Nick's help for this. He could do this for me. I always wanted to be like, you live like, like, let's say I made it. I'm talking like big, like, like millions of dollars. Right. I want it to be. So you don't even have to hesitate to be like, Oh, I wonder if Nick even remembers me or if he even cares about me. Like not, I want it to be to a point where it's like the body that I have is I have a core of people that I love and make me so fucking happy mm-hmm. that they don't even have to hesitate to think about getting out to me because they could live through me for all I care. Because okay. you guys are my, like, like, it gets to the point where it's like, you guys may not be blood in my own, like, veins, but you're blood up here, you're blood spiritually to me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of relationship. And I want to be the brother that you could live through if you need me. Yeah. You know? I want to be that big main, like, you know, everyone, you want to be that big main body. But most people, when they think, oh, I want to be that big thing, it's because they want to be the most powerful thing. But that's they don't what we're talking about. No, I want to share the wealth so that everyone can grow. That's mm-hmm. what I meant by that. I get that. And then it's like, you have, like, that trust and, like, that bond with those people that it doesn't even matter that you're like that body like that's not for everyone no it's not definitely yeah like i look at it like with with that it's like i could help you reach the potential that you want to reach as well Mm -hmm. and in the end vice versa yeah exactly there's never a vice versa thought when it comes to stuff like that yeah no yeah like i i could give another example like like an example would be my dad he had a friend who I'd known for a really long time. I'd known since he was little. Mm-hmm. 
and he um actually ended up like drinking like a lot losing like all of his like losing his house practically like Mm -hmm. down bad like could not figure himself out like dug himself down to bedrock Mm -hmm. and he got to the point where he was driving to people's houses of his friends and all of his friends were not letting him in he was like bro just give me a week and i'm gone that's all he wanted was a week and nobody gave it to him come one day he knocks on my dad's door he's like dude i just need like a week and i'm gone that's all i want and my dad looked him in the face and he thought about all the stuff that he's done for him and like they've been friends and stuff but it's not like they've done everything for him or he's done everything for like anything like that they were just good friends yeah. you know they grew up together you know and he looked him in the face and he's like this is someone i've known for so long and i cared about for so much and they're at this point in their life i'm gonna give him a week and he gave him a week and I'm not going to lie, there were times where it was annoying that this guy was just living in our house for just that single week. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it just got, it, it was just kind of weird, but it was only a week. And during the week, you know, like we started to really, like we started to see this guy like really like start to open up to us and be thankful for us. Now, after the week, the guy gets on a flight, he goes to Utah, turns himself in to rehab, gets the help he needs. And we don't hear from him for like three months or some shit. And after not hearing from him, I was like, okay. Like, I was like, dad, have you seen your friend recently? Like, what's up with him? Is he okay? Week later, he gets a knock on the door and it's his friend back. Guy's in tears. David, like hysterical. Just because he wanted to say thank you to my dad. For giving him a week. He was just like, thank you for giving me that one. Yeah, dude, shit together. He ended up working at the rehab place. He has a full-time job there now. Holy shit. Yeah, full-time job. Just because someone gave him a chance. Just because someone gave him a a week to to take a retreat dribble, you know? Yeah. And really see the position they were in. And, like, that's the kind of body I'm trying to have people live in. Yeah. You know, like, because, yeah. dude, think about, because I could just only imagine how many other doors he could have knocked on before my dad's. And if he just decided, oh, what's, like, if he just gave up and said, oh, I don't even think I should knock on his door. It's not even the answer. What's the point? You know, like, that's the kind of body I want to be, bro. Yeah. That's, like, it's, it's not, like, bro, Same. there's so many different ways to feel joy, but one of the greatest joys I've always had it's just the fact that i can make you guys laugh you know like you that you mm-hmm. guys think i'm a funny dude uh-huh. that, you know that, that i won class clown you know like people's joy dude means so much to me dude like there's yeah. no better feeling like you have than, the gift of making other people happy yeah dude that's one of the greatest feelings ever man, mm-hmm. to just make people just to have someone have the worst day ever and i make them laugh once mm-hmm. and you know like that's the one thing they remember yeah. But there's not a lot of people that think like that. And that's where I go back to unifying, man. Imagine mm-hmm. if like everyone really thought like that. You know, like we just like don't one care like about one that. little thing that I can do. One little thing can affect someone's one. whole day. And and on. Yeah. You kidding me? Because that it's works been, both ways. Yeah. There's there's been times I remember I had a friend at school who ordered dominoes. We got dominoes. 
And I didn't get that much. I think that shit's garbage. You know that. Yeah. And I got like maybe like some stain crust. Yeah. And the dude, dude comes up to me and he's like, "Yeah, like this is all set." I was like, "Bro, I was about to give him five. I was, I was like, "Bro, I'm gonna give you 10. So I know what you're going through. Yeah. I've been in shoes before. Been there. You know, like even when I'm over at like fucking, I was at this chicken place the other day picking up chicken. The people were in a bad mood. Their phones ringing crazy. The guy goes, "Yeah, the other guy called out. Like, you know, it's like, yo, here's an extra three. Yeah, you know, like, like I got you, bro. Like, I want to be able to just make people's days, bro. Because if I don't share the wealth, then how the fuck are we supposed to grow? Because it comes down to like people are so like to themselves and whatever because everyone's just like it's been this system's been built on like survival like everyone's like you gotta you gotta protect yours like you and yours and so it's like that leaves no room for helping other people like i don't don't know i like i think about homeless people all the time and like how many people just walk past them and like how how many times we're told like you know, the weirdest thing to me is like you walk into New York City and it's just like the thing like that that homeless people are there. And that's like a thing you show kids about how, how many homeless people are there. You know, what I, like that's just like uh, like in ex- Vegas, bro. That's just bad, bro. Like bad, insane. But it's like we, like, I don't know. We, we dehumanize others like those are human beings. They had the same potential as you being born. Like that's what I think all the time. Like like. You don't know their story at all. Like I, I don't know. This goes into like spiritual. I don't know, like what you believe about um, reincarnation or whatever. But like I, I just believe we we were some spirity things up here, and then we got put down a body. So like in my mind, like I had the same opportunity, a chance to to be born into this dirt poor family than that person, and it just happened that I'm born in this family, and I have all these opportunities and, and things that I'm grateful for. So it's like. I don't know when you look at it like that like we're all human beings like at, at our core we're all we all have a common ground but it's like this class system that we built up is just divided us the class and the value dude and just class made people and the value is all wrong and, and and just made people not want to help other people like all oh, those are the people that he probably went to i'm sure those people could have put him up for a week but it was like either more of a righteous thing that's like I have my shit together. So why don't you, you shove your shit together. Like exactly. You're like, he just needed someone to give him a chance. Like that's all anyone needs is like someone to give him a bone. And like, that's what, that's all he needed. Like a week. Like what, like what did that really matter in the grand scheme of things that your dad gave exactly. a week, but like changed his life, like, which is insane. And it's like, I don't know. We're so selfish now. I don't, but it's like, it all comes down to like, we're all just trying to survive. Like this shit's scary out here. Like, like I'm going to make as much money as I can and, and hoard as much shit as I can. Cause I got to protect me and my family. So it's like, I don't, that doesn't leave any space for helping anyone else out, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, same thing. Like same, but like Dom, what you said about the Domino's guy, like you've been there, like you lived in his shoes. So you understand, but so many people haven't like even tried to understand. Yeah. But dude, like I said, even before I gave you another example, I've seen people at work and they just don't, they're not having a good day, bro. Like here's a fuck. Like, yeah. Shit gets better, like you know. Like I just want to be that. Like now, now it's kind of just like a yo. Here's a dollar. Like a shit gets better, trying to get a kind of mm-hmm. gesture. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be like yo, like, like pick your fucking head up type thing. Yeah, here's a fucking fifty, man. Pick your head up. Yeah, you know, like I know what it's like. You know, like and whether it be a place I've worked at or not, like I 
know what it's like, dude. Yeah. You know, like there's been day, like there's been months where I'm, there was a time where I would wake up every morning and I'd be like, yo, today might be the day that I just might not see tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with that. Fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. And you would, you would think the class clown, the happiest person ever. Like, what's up, bro? Yeah. Mogi? But, yeah. Dude, Don't. the worst. The worst. What's the his name? I'll tell you on this later. Okay. okay but okay. Um, yeah, like, he's just a mess, bro. I even tell the kids, like, I tell him every, bro, as much as I sound like I hate the kid, I tell him, like, there's literally days where I tell him, like, bro, I literally pray for you. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that, bro. Is this the one that, like, made, like, made you guys go into the house who, like, already signed it? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, like he's just he's just a mess. I tell him every day, like I pray one day you wake up and you take a retreat journal. It's like that. It's like that. With what, like, or just sophomore in college? (laughs) Damn, bro. I'm saying. Has he been here ever since? Three different schools. This is his second year, first year. This is his second year here. So none of his credits even fucking did anything. Oh damn! That is the type you pray for. That that's not. You're like I'm not even trying to be a dick. I'm really not. I'm just being. I'm just being honest. And dude, like reality fucking hurts. You know. I don't know if you've ever seen the South Park episode where they had like a little musical and reality came in and everyone mm. ran away from reality. It's like, no, reality. Like, no, like, it sucks. Shit comes knocking. Shit comes knocking quick. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to answer regardless, though. Because if you don't answer, they're going to break the door down one day. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. What were you saying? Do you want it? Keep talking what you were saying. I don't even remember what I was saying. Kind of killed my whole thought, bro. Killed it. Like working at Domino's. And you were just like at the lowest place. Oh, yeah, bro. And it was like, bro, like I was at the worst place ever. And then finally, like I I took a step back and I was like, I met like these people. I honestly just sent myself away for a little bit. We never talked about that. I don't know if like you want to talk about here. I can also cut this out. But we never talked about that. Nah, dude. So, like, pretty much, I just sent myself to a place. It was called the Armando, mm-hmm. like, Peace and Meditation, something like that. I remember it was Armando. It was, like, a name of, like, a group. They got a whole bunch of campsites all around the world. Mm-hmm. And I went to one in California. It was in Sacramento. And it's the first time ever traveling by myself, actually. I said, fuck it. I'm just going to go. And I went there. And I get there. And at first, I'm like, yo, like, I made a mistake. Like, this is stupid. Like, I'm not this messed up. You know, like that's what I thought. I'm like, I'm not this messed up. I don't need to be here. Yeah. But then I realized, like, it's not a matter of me being messed up. It's a matter of me knowing my place. Because I was an 18 and a half, almost 19 year old kid at the time. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm already 19. Like, 
I'm in school and I still live with my parents. Like I'm fucked already. Like I'm going too slow. I, I, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be anything. My life's already over. You know, like I was never happy in high school. Like I transferred from another school to another to be happy for like a year. Like genuinely the only thing I enjoyed was the last two months of senior year. Mm-hmm. The rest, it was like, I, I was in my own head, like a mess. Mm-hmm. I just could not deal with, like I would come to school every day. And like I said before, dude, all I wanted to do is make people happy. You know, but in the end, it was always, fuck you, you know, you know, like my sarcasm, like people think I'm a dick about it. When really, it's just me trying to like have a good time with you. That's yeah, it. Yeah. It's all it is. There's never like 99.999% of the time. There's You're no never malice. malicious. There's never like a bad intent. Yeah, there's no malice intent, bro. Yeah. yeah. But yet I'm still looked at as this, like this big, mean, mancho guy. Mm-hmm. It was like, bro, like, I don't want to be this, you know? So, like, I get there and I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, bro, like, I don't think I need to be here. Like, I'm not this sad. But it was just, like, what that place taught me is, like, know your place in life, you know? Like, I was the youngest your person. Your life hasn't there. even started. Exactly, bro. They yeah. were, like, they were, like, what are you, they actually were, like, what are you doing here? I'm, like, are you good? And it got to the point where after the first day, like, I was waking up at 7 a.m. every day to meditate, pray, hike, just get outside and not like not even use my phone, bro. Like not even like think about the outside. Just think about like myself spiritually, like as a person, like what made me myself, mm-hmm. what made me happy. And like one of the things that they just kept telling me was like, slow down. You don't need to go that fast. Cause dude, I was going at a rapid pace, bro yeah rapid you don't even understand how quick i was going like seconds like, like, what do you seconds, mean like you just like had all these things that you had to do that you, like you weren't doing dude when i started working at Domino's, i was gonna say you i know you were working a shit how much did you see me not at all i mean i was I at school this was purpose. freshman year of college i didn't do but the thing is i did that on purpose i said yo give me a fucking i told them give me minimum five days a week i want 40 hours i want you didn't want money. to see anyone I don't want to see anyone. I want to make money. Mm-hmm. And it just got to the point where it was like, all I thought about was that. Mm-hmm. All I wanted was money. I just it was, it was money. money. That was the thing. I, I want, in the end, it was like, bro, I have $5,000 of cash. I'm talking just tips. Yeah. Throw it on the table and look at it after work. Like, look yeah. at me. I got all this money. But then I did like, you Did you think you felt happy then? Like, like, see, that's the thing. I look back on it and the only time I was truly happy was when I put it down on the table and then I put it away. It's gone. It was a fleeting moment. It didn't last. It doesn't last. Money doesn't last. Yeah. It's like the song Forbidden Fruit. Bitches come and go. Money come and go. Love mm. comes and goes. It doesn't last. But you're, but in order for you to make your happiness to last, you gotta be consistent. You know? Because, mm-hmm. bro, I do, I, when I tell you I didn't care about anything but money, and fucking doing my thing like i didn't even see anyone yet yeah it's just all me like it took a toll on me bro because i had already thought like because i went through high school and i thought i'm so good off people i don't need them and then i took it i took the time with no people at all went to rowan i barely i spoke to trevor and matt every day that was it Mm. that was really it yeah you know i wasn't gonna 
break down in front of them. You know, like that was never me, you know? Yeah. Like I may be this funny dude, but seriously, bro, when have you ever seen me really like broken? You know, I've never showed that. I don't show that. Like that's such a behind closed doors thing. Yeah. In high school, I'm not going to say names. I used to have handfuls of people over just one-on-one. I'd have people fucking crying in front of me telling them about their life. I would take it in, like give them feedback and stuff. There was never a time where I ever let it be about me, you know, ever. And I think I was kind of just neglecting myself, you know. Do you do that now? No, no, no. Still no. Well, like I mean, like neglecting myself practically. You know, like I talk now. You know, like yeah, it's yeah, not a matter of me like just shutting the door in everyone's face because that's yeah. all I did. Yeah, no, you and, definitely, yeah. Yeah, because you, bro, never knew. If I told you, if I told you I was depressed from junior year all the way to my sophomore year of college, you wouldn't believe me. I mean, I feel like I I knew, but I wasn't at a place like retrospectively, I like knew you weren't happy, but back then, like same thing we're talking about before, that's not a normal thing to talk about, especially as guys, like yeah. like not a normal thing to talk about. No, so I, I would have never. That's why I don't do it. Yeah. Like, it was always more of a Nick does his own thing, and, and that's all he likes to do, more of, like, damn, Nick seems unhappy. Like, I should check on him. You know what I mean? Because that's not the normal response in, like, high school. But, yeah. I mean, that shit sucks. Yeah, it's just like, well, you know, like, I'm happy I went through it because, you know, I made it through it. The the, because you need highs and lows in life. And the lowest times of my life have given me like unmatched perspective that I would never have gotten any of the time. And you're happy that the thing is the greatest thing about it is when it's over, you look back on it. Mm -hmm. When you look back on it, it's like, okay, what can I do to not let that happen again? And every single time you look back on it, you go, I could be there. You know, I'm out of there. You know, I've, I've dug bedrock before. I'm digging up now. Like, no yeah. matter what, like, I may be stuck right now, but in the end, I'm going to dig up because I don't want to go back down there. Yeah. Shit wasn't fun, you know? No. It never is. It's not a good time. I look at, I look at that like, bro, when I'm in rock bottom, like, when I feel like no one gives a fuck about me, like, there's nothing going for me. Like, when I'm really in that hole, like, and you have nothing else to lose, it, I don't know if you have the same experience, but everything seems so much clearer to me. Like you see shit for what it is. Like you see like this friendship that you've been forcing to make happen that you don't really give a fuck about. That does exactly, not make you happy. Bro. Like exactly. you see like that doesn't matter. You see like, damn, these people that do actually care about me that I've been neglecting, like all they, your life, they're, yeah. they matter. Like, and you're like, bro, why was I chasing that? Why and was then I like, chasing it? and then it kind of like, digs you even more deep but like once you finally dig yourself out of that like that perspective doesn't leave like you the feeling isn't there anymore but like you keep the things that you realized in there and so it's like that's the thing that like when people don't let themselves go down to that place because like i've done the same thing like i know certain things that make me sad or or certain times that like i've been depressed and then like i associate things with that i'm like i can't let myself go back down there because like whatever like it's like I don't know. You kind of got to let yourself go through it. Like the only way out is through. Like and literally the only way out is through. And like uh like I don't people that go through that shit 
understand on a deeper level because they felt it. This is the same thing we're talking about, like in put it like putting yourself in someone's shoes. Like, bro, I have been I have felt like the worst piece of shit in the world. So it's like when someone else is there, I don't immediately go to the place where it's like, well, I'm at a better place now. So I'm going to judge them because they're like, I'm like, I'm not going to help. Like I've lived that. I I know how it feels. And I know how it feels when, when the people around you feel like, yeah, I feel like you'll understand like when the people around you are doing well and you're like, well, I'm not going to burden them with my shit. Like I'm just going to keep going through my shit. Dola. here, Yeah. Like, cause it's yeah. like, we, we care about people and it's like, I'm not, I don't want to make someone else sad with my own shit because it's like, I'm sad, but like, what, that's going to make me even more sad if I make someone else sad. So it's like, yeah, cause it's like, I'm shitting on their parade. And then you just stay quiet and then get, it's just eats at you a lot because shit's things like in my experience, like things that just circle up here, like it just gets louder and louder and louder. And then once I start talking about it and, and it's not only up here. And like, yeah, sometimes it burdens other people, but at least it's not just living up here. It's actually like spoken out into the world. It's like, that's when you can fucking breathe again. And dude, bro, like, like we were just saying with that before, dude, like what really made me realize or something not right with me Mm -hmm. is, bro, you see your little albums up there, dude. One of them is KOD. Yeah. And like the thing about KOD is it's not the best album. It's not. Uh Obviously 2014 Forest Hill Drive. But KOD has a song called Friends. And I don't know if you've ever heard the song Friends. I don't know. But in the song, he talks about how he's got all these friends that he grew up with. And the way society is nowadays is like you're not supposed to talk. You know, you're supposed to go home, be quiet, smoke a joint about it, move on. Like, just do what you have to do that numbs your pain. Yeah. And he started to keep going on. And then he started lecturing his friends. And he's like, he's telling him, he's like, dude, like, I know you think this is the right way, but it's not, bro. Like, you're, you're growing down the wrong path. Like, depression and drug addiction don't blend. Like, reality distorts and then you get lost in the wind. And I didn't see the combo take niggas off the deep end. And it's like, one thing about the, one thing about your demons, you either stand up and face them or you run away. I understand the message is not the coolest to say. And it's like, bro, like, he said that to me. I heard those lyrics, bro, and my spine, like my, my, my skin, like, dude, it hit me so hard, bro. Like every time I fucking sing those lyrics, goosebumps just fill my arms. It's yeah. Like, bro, like that hit me so hard, bro. Uh-huh. And ever since then, it's like, bro, like, dude, like there's so many other alternatives to make you happy you know, so many others. And like, yeah, you're at the bottom and you're thinking, oh, I was never happy with this before. It's because those aren't the right alternatives, mm-hmm. you know? And like, if you're not gonna like, that's what meditating taught me when I sat there in a church of like silence, did not move and just like started to breathe. Like, dude, the first day of meditating, I didn't do it. I know what I was doing. And then the second day I finally got it. Dude, it was like, I just took a fucking bonger. When I stood up, it felt like I took a bonger. I was lightheaded. My toes felt light. Like I just felt like I was walking on a cloud. Seriously, it was it was ridiculous. I felt crazy. Do you still meditate? Not as much as I used to. But like, dude, it's just like it just brought me to like a piece that I didn't think was achievable. And what like 
what did you feel in that? Like, did you come to a realization or like you just felt it wasn't a matter of a realization. It was a matter of like standing in my own skin and like feeling like I'm in the right, like I was in the right body, the right, how's the, 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 the right meat suit. You know what I mean? Mm. Cause yep. I, I always thought I was in the wrong one, man. And like when I finally stood up and like moved around and like started to breathe and like, it was like, yo, like, I didn't like, I didn't drink a shot to feel like this. I didn't smoke a nothing external, like this, you know? I just took a time to breathe, shut my eyes and really come at peace with myself. Yeah. You know, and like once that kind of hit me, I was like, dude, like, like back up, take a retreat, go, bruh. And then I took it. I'm like, bruh. It's the best thing I ever did. Ever since, it's like, bro, like every single time I really am like down about something, I take a step back. Yeah. It's like, is it, is it really that crucial? Because I promise you 99 times out of 100, it's not. Damn. And the, the one time it is, like you said before, you go through it. Only no. way is through. Exactly. Yeah, that's like, that's just the thing about meditating is our our bodies tell us so many things. Like, if we're unhappy, like, if we're miserable, like, our bodies are feeling it. And, but, it's just we're doing all these things to distract us and numb us from from feeling that it's exactly. like a, we know like again what i was talking about before like people don't let themselves go over that deep end but it's like in that deep end is so much knowledge and wisdom but like you just need to be at this baseline of still miserable exactly what we're talking about today still miserable but like no, no real emotion like just like, like just dude you're just, a rock no you're like just rock. yeah like the 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 casualties of just yep another day like that's just such a normal thing to say like everyone's just supposed to be miserable and like shame on you if you're happy because we're all miserable so like who yeah knows? right you, you remember yeah. just saying like everyone's miserable like yeah so like <sighs> fucked up but like meditating is dead ass just like like times when i've done it is like you just realize like where you're like holding stress like the first thing you do is like like unclench your jaw you're like damn i didn't know that was that like like lower your shoulders like damn i didn't know my fucking elbows popped yeah like like, i didn't know like all this stuff and just like it's crazy it's crazy how hard meditating is because it's like no one can just be still with themselves because there's nine thousand different external things that are put in front of us to distract you and tell you what you need to do this and distract you from like all the things that are fucked up in life like getting blacked out drunk and then like you feel better for when you can't remember and then you wake up and your shame and depression is 10 times worse exactly but it's like it's it's so weird because meditating so hard for people i mean it's hard as fuck hard as hell for me like that's it's, Dude, like i said it took me a day yeah. i didn't get it i didn't get it the first day i thought i was wasting my time like it's hard as hell to even do it and it's even harder to like keep that as a habit like i've never been able to do that to like yeah. do it consistently and i'm sure the benefits would be like crazy and yeah, i feel man. so much we were better doing yoga dude, one of the things i wish i did every morning is yoga that's what we would do every morning too Damn. A whole different feeling how long were you there was there for i think four days dude last day i was like, like mentally i was mentally i was kind of just getting myself in the right spot physically my legs are all messed up, dude. They gave me a two-hour hot massage, bro. When I tell you I couldn't you walk, walk there a new man. When I tell you I couldn't walk for a good two hours after it, 
I was laying. Yes, I couldn't move my leg. I couldn't even lift my leg like that. I couldn't do that. Was it like that's a deep how massage. They were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, I get deep, dude. I'm trying to cry. Are you kidding me?" Oh, your shit was like, yeah, so no, I, tight. Then like, I tell, yeah, I tell them they got dig elbows, dig elbows. Like, I could not walk for the first two hours. It hurt so badly. Jesus, it hurt terrible. But like, bro, like in the end, when I left that place, like I looked at the world so differently it's just like bro like if you want to be happy bro just you just gotta realize that dude like everyone's been through it everybody yeah but it's a matter it's a matter of swimming like it's a matter you just gotta keep swimming dude just keep going because dude they say it gets better it does get better if you put your mind to it yeah that's where you gotta start like what you mentioned before is like this is what I think about all the time. There's so many things that are just like universal human experiences, but it's not normal or cool or it's uncomfortable to talk about it. So we just don't. Like, bro, I've been fucking depressed. I, I'm gonna. I have a Zoom therapy session tomorrow. Like, I go to therapy. Like, I'm like that shit's like I can speak about that normally. But it's like so many people have been depressed. So many people have been anxious. But it's like. I don't, everyone goes through that like it's a normal thing but it's not a normal thing to talk about it so it's like it's a it's a normal thing to suffer in silence about it because that was dude the, when i really started opening up to people they all said dude you gotta go to therapy so they all said to me they're like yeah. bro like, you need to talk to someone and i was like the main reason why i denied therapy mm-hmm. was because i was kind of figuring out myself with someone else and I, like I said before, bro, you can't settle down with someone else. Do you settle down with yourself? And I didn't want to settle down myself with someone's help. I was like, bro, if it's going to have to be as painful as it needs to be, let it be as painful as it needs to be. Like, and I was just, like, in the end, I was like, but I'm going to beat myself. You know, I wanted to do it by myself, no matter yeah. what it took. And it took a long ass time. Do you still, do you still believe that? What? Like that that's... I don't think it's the only way, but it was okay. the best way for me. You know okay. what I mean? Everyone okay. has their best way. And for me, it was that. Okay. You know, because like I wouldn't, it was just a, it was like a personal thing. It was like, I couldn't live with myself knowing that I, I don't know, like, not that I needed someone's help, but like needed someone's help for that kind of topic, you know, because that's a reincurring topic. You know what I mean? Like you don't just you don't just get undepressed and like you're happy for the rest of your life. You well, know what I mean? the common denominator is you. You will always be the person experiencing exactly. and like and de- and depression. I'm sure like whether it's a like whatever you like it or not, like will be a thing in your life. That's like it's it's again it's not just like one thing and then you beat it and you're gone. Like life's yeah, exactly. gonna come up and and fuck you in, in certain ways and, and and like here you are again, your old friend depression. But it's like, in my mind, for me, I'm like, I, I found, I hear what you're saying, but for me, I'm, I think I'm kind of the opposite. Like I found more power in like asking for help because I, I like enjoyed, not enjoy, I guess like in the end, like in a certain way, you like enjoy your suffering, but it was yeah. like, it just became so like, so like habitual and s- such a routine to just like, like be depressed and be this certain way and then like when i was like hold up like i i 
can talk about it. Like I, I can ask for help. Like that for me, like made me feel stronger because I couldn't for so long. Mm-hmm. And like, I just kind of accept it for what it is. But like when I would actually like speak about it and like ask for help and be like, damn, I, I don't think I have it all figured out. Like I, I do think I need help. Like kind of like sit in that. See, but then again, like that's just like, oh, no, you kind of lag, but what's it called? Oh, I was just saying like, that's what made, like that's yeah, what like- gave me courage yeah I, like i get what you mean bro. like you like i said before dude i had a time where people would come over and speak to me mm-hmm. and i felt like i was in the therapist role you know yeah I was like, okay like i know like i was giving people answers they would have a hard time accepting it and in the end they would accept it and it would work mm-hmm. but it was like dude like i see that like i know what that's like and for someone like me who like had felt like they'd helped so many people and as much as I am an introvert, like I don't charge off other people, bro. Yeah. You know, like if I go out with someone for a night, you won't see me for like two, three days because I just don't want to see anyone. Because mm-hmm. I need to like just recharge. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. I know so it's just like that, like just like that, that time to myself was just what I needed because like I never mm-hmm. had it. Mm-hmm. Never had it. Yeah. And then I got it. And I was like, bro, like this is the best I've ever felt. Yeah. God knows how long. Are you Actually, talking about like being by yourself um in California or being yeah. by okay, okay. Yeah. Like that just like I just realized like, bro, like your circle my circle's too big. Yeah. You don't need like why are you forcing this? Why yeah. are you chasing this? Like you had that clarity that you didn't have before. Yeah. And like I just felt like the clarity was like I still get those clarities today, whether mm-hmm. it be like something with a friend or like you know like you have like an argument with someone and then you look in the mirror like was it worth it stuff like that because you stop holding so tight to things that you know don't matter like in high school exactly bro in high school you feel the need to repair every single little thing because like that friendship like at your core you know doesn't really mean shit to you but like you exactly what you were saying before i kind of didn't get what you're saying before now i get it like you would like kind of put down yourself a little to apologize or do whatever because you didn't want it to be like awkward when you saw them because you knew you were going to see them in a group of people and like yes bro and dude it's like what but yo i'll never forget i'm not even gonna say names but i remember finally talking to one of those people and i said to them i said dude like i beat myself up for you like not for not for me yeah you know like i was apologizing for you yep when you should have been apologizing to me for yourself, like, mm-hmm. no, like, and then like, when you had the moment, you're like, like, who the fuck? Like, why the fuck what, am I doing this? Like, what, what am I ripping my skin off? For? Yeah. Like, like, why, why did I diminish myself, make myself smaller to make someone else happy? Like to make someone else comfortable. It's just, dude, it's a waste. They don't mean when they wouldn't do the same shit for me. Yeah. Just do whatever makes you happy, man. Damn, I don't know. I feel like we've been talking for like two hours. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cut this shit down. That's why I just said, "Do whatever makes you happy." <laughs> that was the end. Oh, right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, bro. I, I didn't even know you 